Welcome to the latest episode of Talking Cod. I'm Dave Eccles. As I usually say sometimes when we have a special appearance coming up, we are a man down. Mr. Phil is not here today. He's been working extremely hard this week. He's been a busy man. I know this because I have been working with him. So, Phil, quick hello to you, my friend. We will miss you as always and we look forward to catching up to you at some point next week. With us, as ever, is Mr. Hall. How are you, Mr. Hall? You know what? I'm buzzing. I feel free as a bird at the moment. I've released those shackles and I'm now no longer employed. I've now joined the dark side of uh, of freelancing. I like it, man. So, uh, I like it. This is what it feels like. It feels like, wow. I don't expect a phone call to say, where's that email and buy clothes up there today and a 10 o'clock deadline. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll turn out to be the worst boss in the world, to be honest. But I'm buzzing, buzzing, better for seeing you. I'm missing Phil, though, I must admit, already. A few minutes into it, I'm thinking, we need Phil here. We need some brain thoughts. Mr. Pip, indeed. But you do, mate. What you have done is you bought a plus plus one. When we sent you the invite for this week, this week we said, if you want to bring a guest or plus one, feel free to. And you, you've stepped up to the plate, mate. You've you, you, you brought somebody with you. Yeah, thank you. I think, I've, um, I think I've performed over and above on this one, I must admit. We've had some brilliant guests on in the past, some really, really good guests. I remember listening to some of them when I wasn't on them thinking when it's my turn to bring somebody on, it's going to be really, really impressive. But uh, no pressure. Oh, man, um, there's some serious pressure now. There's some serious... You don't get... That's a pretty big up intro, that. (laughs) Very bloody good, boys. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, let me introduce you to my mate, Jason. Dave, this is Jason. Jason's my mate, Dave. Hello, my mate, Andy. Oh, well, Andy's mate, Jason. How are you doing, bud? Hi, Dave. Hi, Andy. I'm doing good. I'm really good. It's Friday and um, yeah, very happy. So what, what did Andy say to basically entice you on? What, what, what story has he spun you? I mean, spun you, spun you to go, come and have a chat with these cods. Come on board and put the world to rights. What what, what's he said to you? I think it was your intelligent um, debating skills uh, that you know I've heard so much about, and um, no, I think it was <laughs> it was um, it was um, definitely <laughs> something um, I've listened to in the past, you guys, and uh, I really wanted to be part of the show. And so when Andy asked me, um, I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely up for doing it as well," because I love to do this sort of thing myself. Is that the answer you're looking for, Dave? So, well, this is, it's a good enough answer for me. It's a it's a good enough. If we were meeting up for a beer and we were going to the pub, you, that'd be going. That's that meets the criteria. Yeah, yeah. it meets the criteria of talking <laughs> yeah, cod. Yeah, I must admit, last time Jess and I had breakfast, where, where was it? Coffee pot. Yeah, coffee pot's my favourite place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about coffee pot. What is it about coffee pot that is so good? It's um, it does the best. Full English breakfast in Manchester. It does the best filter coffee and the food comes quick. The service is just fantastic. It's just like a proper northern Manchester, no nonsense kind of place. And it's always packed. And, you know, it just does, it just does pretty much one thing really, really well. And that's, uh, they even do vegan. So they do a vegan breakfast as well. But yeah, it's Even one of my favourite places. Yeah. So we, we were last in there and it was so cool. Andy, you need to send an invoice for the product place. So that so really now this episode sponsored or in association with Coffee Pot or whoever those guys are, 
So send them the bill. You know, you know, you know the pricing framework. They've had a really good plug to our <laughs> to our multiple multiple listeners. Coffee pot. There's an invoice that's inbound. Welcome on board as co-sponsor. Are we having that? What boys? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure they've got the budget to to uh, you know to sponsor us, but you know. A full English breakfast would probably do me. Yeah, I feel all right with that. Yeah, so, yeah. it is that good. Cup of tea and a bowl of porridge. And it isn't it busy though in there, Jason. You like you you look at it from the outside and it's like scaffolding next door, and you think, who who on earth would eat here? But there was a queue, literally. Yeah. You know, when when you go into like a posh restaurant and somebody goes, could you wait for maybe the next uh, 20, 30 minutes or so? No. That's what it's like. It's a cafe. It's it's just a cafe, but it's it, it's got it's cheap as well. It's cheap. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't expect it, but it, there's something about it. A word, a word I hear a lot of people say at the moment is like, there's like a vibe to it. What's but your vibe, is, yeah? It's got What's its own vibe? vibe. What's your vibe? I'm vibing today. It is, there is a proper vibe to it. It's really cool. So anyway, I was, I was, I was saying, so last time we, we had a chat, it's one of those when we, when we sit down and have a breakfast. It's like we could talk literally all day. It's, you know, time just disappears. That's one of our previous Talking Cod episodes. Time just completely disappears. And sometimes my jaw's on the floor listening to some of the stuff that Jason gets up to. So I thought, can you just come on our show and just tell us just, you know, 5% of the stuff that you're on and inspire our listener? The listener. So, um, so he, here you are. And we're one, one and only listening. Yeah, it, on this episode, it's probably Phil. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm tell you where it all started. <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's what, 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 what we're talking about, guys. What, what's the, what, what, what we're codding about? Talk to me. Talk to me. Enlighten me today, boys. I think, well, I, I think I just, want, I just want to really say that like my journey, because I'm not from Manchester. I'm from the northeast of the place called Darlington, which I don't think probably you two have ever been to. But I come from the northeast. And I, when I came to Manchester, it sort of blew me away as a city. And my my mentor was um, probably one of the best Mancunians, um, if you can call him that. Uh, was um, well, Andy, come on, jump in, <laughs> Dave. You're going to ask the question. I can't. Even Who is it? Tony yeah. Wilson. The question. Tony no, Wilson. holy shit! No way. Tony Wilson. Yeah. How yeah. the hell so did I, you get Tony Wilson? Yeah. Okay, so I'm. So I was. I re- recently qualified as an architect. And I was working wow. for one of the sort of medium-sized architects practices who knew Tony really well. And he came into the practice and said, look, would anyone like to get involved in this competition? I'm going to do this Green Mile, you know, working with the Manchester City Council. And, we, you know, we're doing this competition. And I just uh, said, yeah, I'm up for it. And I did a competition with him and um, we didn't win. But I got to know him and then I got to meet, I was meeting up with him virtually every month for about two or three year period. Went to wow. his apartment, met his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. So he was the one who inspired, I think, probably the rest of my life. So, okay. So was this around the time of the Hacienda? Was it, was it around that particular period of time? It was, yeah, it was after, kind of after the Hacienda. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I knew him when he was um, later on in his years, but he was still, he still had the energy He's in, you know, in his 50s. He still had that energy that he had when he was in his, you know, heyday with uh, the Happy Mondays and New Order and Joy Division. Incredible. The, the energy wow. levels just went up. They were, they were, they were high. And that's, um, 
I think that's really inspiring. It sort of inspired me to um to keep, you know, that sort of level of um I don't know, being being inquisitive, wanting to do new things, you know. And um yeah, so I'm, my life is it was it's it's gone on so many different journeys which uh I've told Andy some of. But yeah. Uh so Jason, how old are you now? I am approaching fifty, so I'm this year I turned fifty, so I'm forty nine. So I'm a similar age, for, so yeah, 47, 47. So, just, so the energy thing interests me because I definitely feel like in my early 40s to now, I've had more energy than I can ever remember, you know, and, and I mean, firstly, I'd love to experience, I'd love to have been around Tony Wilson. Oh my God, I mean, what, what, what a legend, you know, from, from that perspective. But... The energy aspects of it, I always think it must be that particular time in in my life, you know, that that if we're calling it middle age. Do, I mean, do you think, what are your thoughts on that? I think my thoughts are, is you, you kind of, you know, your 30s and 20s are kind of when you're really um, finding yourself, you're kind of developing your skills, you're forming kind of, honing them skills i would say and then when you get into when you get into your 40s you can kind of unleash these skills um you can think so much faster because you know you you can cut right to what you need to do you know you don't waste time in this discovery phase i think you you know so i've i i definitely feel more energized i mean i recently you know i got married um to someone who's 10 years younger than me and um she thinks i'm i'm too young for her which wow i don't think my wife's ever said that to me i will ask her i will ask her (laughs) (laughs) my very opposite way around i think i think that is you know that is that has inspired me as well you know to be able to because i think there's a lot of guys out there and um you know you, you two both sound happily married but there's a lot of men out there in the world that you know they get into 40s that you know they they think well what's left for me you know, it, can I find someone? Um, you know, my career—you might be stuck in a, a in a poor job or stuck in a, even a bad marriage. Um, and I'm just like—I hope I'm living proof that you know you can change things, start new businesses, find a new wife, and be sort of re, kind of reborn. That's what it's done for me. That's um, that, that that's really cool to hear. And you know, for the record, just in case Nikki is listening, I'm very happily married. By the way, <laughs> Nikki, I love you to bits. Are you not going to tell her about um, your girlfriend today, Andy? You're just going to leave that one alone. We're going to need to meditate in that last few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a girlfriend, of course. I haven't got time for a girlfriend. Um, I suppose the question is here is that we've been friends now for a few years, and we met because of mentoring. We spoke about mentoring, didn't we, Jason? That's how we kind of met was, you know, you were showing an interest in in the mentoring program. Um, so we often talk about that period of reflection so we can, you know, we can learn from what, you know, or we allow others to learn from from our experiences to mentor them to become better people. But you touched on something there, if you like, which is that you, you stop thinking about stuff and you just start doing things. You know, you develop a particular type of confidence just as a person because you've got, you know, you've got you know, years of experience under your belt. But I, I remember we had a conversation. Where was it now? It's a hotel in Manchester on um, on Oxford Road. What was that? Was it Principal? Now it's the Kempton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
and you said, um, got some news for you. So I said, what is it? You went, got a girlfriend. I'm like, oh, all right. Cool. Tell me more. And that was, that, that wasn't that long ago. So just, you know, the question I've got for you is like, there's, there's quite a gap between your last marriage and this marriage. Did you think in that period of time that it would, it would happen again, that you would find the person you want to spend the rest of your life with? Do you think that was ever going to happen again? No. And I'd, I'd given up and I'd, I'd, I'd been, I've been for quite a few periods um, in and out of Tinder, let's say, okay. And Tinder for guy in his uh, Tinder for a guy in his forties is like hell on earth, okay, hell on earth. And I'd literally, it was just after Christmas, and you know, you that early January time when you know your your energy levels are probably the, at the lowest point in the year. I kind of. Um, switched on and i saw my now wife pop up on tinder and she was in my radius of like 30 miles away and so i i sent her super like and i i sort of woke up the next day and she liked me back so we'd matched and then i i kind of sent a message and then didn't get anything back the next day i opened up my phone there was a message there and then the distance said 9,333 miles. And I'm like, what? And, and she, she'd gone back home. She lives in uh, South Africa. She oh, was just wow. over here for Christmas wow. in Manchester. So you've got, a few, uh, you've got a few kind of complications with this potential match there, haven't you? So, so what did you do about it? Yeah, so, so as I said, I was close, close to giving up and I gave it one last chance. And I genuinely was saying to myself at the time, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to delete the app. But then we matched and I thought, well, you know, I'll give this one last chance. And we got to talking. And then um, within, I think it was within, within a month, she'd flown over from South Africa to come back to Manchester and we met. And, and over, a, over the last three years, we've been backwards and forwards between South Africa Manchester and Zambia as well, where she was originally born, and it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride. Wow! And then COVID hit. COVID. Yeah. Wow. That's that's madness, isn't it? So, I think you know when 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 you're telling us that at the, at the, I'm not a story, but actually telling us what was happening in your life at that point, and my my jaw's just completely on the floor. I was like unbelievable. This what 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 a turn of events. And I thought you were joking when you were telling me that, mate. Wait for the punchline now. But Dave, seriously, since in photographs of Zelly, I've not yet met Zelly in a hope to at some point. Gorgeous. I'm like, I, mean, I know you, Jason, you're a good looking guy for your age, but I have no idea how you landed this match, honestly. She's gorgeous, but well done. Yeah, and I think I think the the, the, the interesting the interesting thing really is she's super intelligent and super smart and she's you know, so much so that she's a really big deal in South Africa. Like she's a, she's won SAFTAs, which are the equivalent of BAFTA awards for writing on TV. And, um, you know, I mean, even now, like next month on the 5th of May, I'm not trying to be a publicist, being a, being a publicist here, but she's uh, got her first Netflix TV series coming out on the 5th of May, Blood Sisters. And, and I met Whoa. her on net, I met her on Tinder. Wow, look at that. So I mean, I think, should we have a, a shout out for that show while, while we've got the opportunity to do that? Tell us more about Blood Sisters. Yeah, Blood Sisters is a four-part miniseries. 
um, set in Nigeria. Um, it was originally going to be a feature film, and then they 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 had so much material which they thought it was so good. They actually Netflix said we're going to carve this into four one-hour specials and make it a mini-series. And yeah, she she wrote two, and then her good friend uh, Craig Fremont, he's a quite a famous director. He wrote the other two, and um, it's it's a big deal because it's one of the first shows to come out of um it's a netflix original you know that they've um, commissioned to come out of nigeria whereas often they buy um shows um that have been done in the past this is something that they actively commissioned so yeah it's uh i'd encourage you to watch it because there's a lot of action there's a lot of everything in this show i'm just picking up so we're we're at that age aren't we we, we speak about this middle age, or we class it as a middle age quite a lot. And you're talking about, I don't know, your life, you know, the age that you are, Jason, it's picked up and things, you've quite a significant amount of change for yourself. And we're talking about your mentor, Tony Wilson, what a bloke, super energy. You know, I, I can only imagine that to spend time with him or be around him would just be, like you said, the vibrations he's giving off would just ever carry everybody along with them. But I also know... I guess it could go either way, couldn't it? Because I know people, you know, that are my age, and I know that you know you have conversations with them, and, and they're a bit stuck. You know, they're seeking change, but nothing is potentially changing. And then you've got the other side of it, which is like us, where we may be motivated and on it. You know, so you've got two completely different sides to it, haven't you? What What do you think the factors are? In that, I mean, for me personally, I'm thinking for to create change, you, you're either on it and you're and, and it's happening, you know, and you're making it happen, or it's not happening and you reach a point, a critical point where something absolutely does have to change. Do you know what I mean? I I, I know I know what you mean. I haven't always been I haven't always been like that, but um, you know, sometimes you you come to a point in your life where you think. I just, I just need to um, make this change because I, I think change is a really good thing. I think it's a really um, scary thing totally you know, agree. To, to, to make a change, and you know, and the, but if you if you don't make that change, you just you're just in that same position, and you you've got the same feelings of well, where am I going? I'm never going to get anywhere if I stay in, in this particular um, situation. So, so the, you know, for me, the, the only option is to try new things. And I think, you know, particularly if you're, if you're in your sort of um, 40s, I think it feels like to me that it's probably one of the last chances where you can make that change and then you've got time to enjoy once you've made that change, you know, into your 50s and into your 60s. So I think it's like a perfect time. And I think that's why a lot of people say midlife crisis, don't they? I don't think it is a midlife crisis i think it's just that it, it it must be a natural phase for men to go through and then at 40 uh, you know in your 40s it really sort of manifests itself that this is the time you probably you've probably put on some weight you know yeah you're not attracting the the ladies are sort of looking the other way a little bit like <laughs> Like maybe they, they they didn't in the in when you're in your thirties, you know, it's it, it it it's all of that, and then you want to sort of try and regain that youth, 
but you don't you don't necessarily really need to do that because you you're coming with experience and that experience can take you a long way and i think that's very attractive to um to the opposite sex you know what when i look at when i look when i look at people who are older and that are retired who go on to live a life of you know get older and live a long life they are people that are basically open they're always doing things it's not necessarily the same thing all the time but they're up and open to new experiences and doing things and it probably goes back to what we said in quite a few podcasts before it's, it's that purpose element of it i think you could very quickly stagnate you know covid when covid kicked in and we all got locked down i was like well this is great you know i can i'm all right with this but then coming out of it i was worried that you started to think I've been in this one place or in this locality for so long and I'm so used to it, going back to an element normal or doing something different or out of your comfort zone is, is quite a big thing. Interesting you mentioned about COVID there um, and change. Um, we were speaking recently about just things that you try, just try things because you don't want to stagnate, you want to do something different. Jason, you were telling us about the GAA. Uh, tell, us how, tell us what GAA is. Yeah. Um, and why is that relevant to COVID? Yeah, it, 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 so Clubhouse, um, it's, it's, it's probably about 14 months old in the UK. And that was born of, you know, in COVID and, and people were, at, you know, at home, working from home maybe or on furlough. And this app came away where you could interact with people anywhere in the world, you know, just through audio. So, you know, which, is, which was perfect, you know, people, you know, a lot of people don't like to appear on sort of video. Um, so I, I think it was just like the, the perfect sort of thing that this app that happened. And so I just like dove straight into it. I set up my own club, um, which is like a, it's like a room. And I called it um, the Global Architect Alliance because I, I really wanted to bring architects from all over the world um, together and discuss all sorts of different um, things about architecture. And, it, and, and these, these sort of debates are not, they are debates and discussions and we invite people to participate and, 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 and then it grew. So it's grown now to like 4,000 members and um, they gave us the ability probably about five months ago to actually record the rooms. And so, so, I, so what I do is, um, it's very rough and ready, I guess. I, I top and tail it, but I just, re, you know, record what goes on and what's being said in the room. I really don't edit it. I just like that sort of, let's capture this live discussion. And then I release them as um, podcasts. And uh, yeah, we're in our second series, um, halfway through second series. And uh, I, I think it's a really good resource because we've had so many great architects from all over the world um sort of talking in this uh, live live podcast i've um i've listened to a couple and i've been on one even though i'm not an architect dave so proper famous you know so jason is on right is famous on on clubhouse because there's some serious numbers on that that's that's a lot of numbers from a standing start what is it what did you say four thousand four thousand yeah that's that's a huge number in a very short space of time and, and it is re the conversation flows. And what's really good is that, Jason, um, when I've listened, just literally sits back and creates the, the environment for people to talk and just people that and then people talk. And it, some of the conversations are absolutely fascinating. I, I, take, I took some show notes and emailed them off to Jason afterwards because I'm like, 
this is gold. This isn't just about architects. This is this is anything in business and about branding and how you have conversations with people. It's not just about architecture. This this is human interaction. And I thought it, it was a brilliant episode the one I listened to, and I was on another one later as well. But Jason, I know the answer to this, but for those people who don't, what gives you the credibility to be globally renowned as an architect? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm bigging you up now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm an architect. Um, I, I design nuclear buildings. Um, I think there's only one of six of us. I've got a fellowship with the Royal Institute of British Architects. I was the youngest to get that in the history. Um, also got a fellowship with the Royal Society of Arts as well. Yeah, so I, I think what's, what's really interesting and probably what I enjoy about it, you know, a lot of the episodes were never recorded and we've actually, we've actually done 52 rooms or we will have this Sunday. You know, we've had 52 rooms and we haven't, we've barely skipped a week. You know, so, um, I, I, I think, um, you know, having that passion to hear people's voices and, and anyone can join. That's what I like. Anyone can join in the room. It's not restrictive. It gives me that, um, confidence that it's, it's growing. It's even after 14 months, people come back every week and the, the, the club's getting bigger in size. And it gives me confidence that people must like, like what they hear and like the topics that we choose and, like the guests that we have, like yourself, Andy, you know. Mm. And I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the the conversation of how it flowed. And maybe we should have said this at the beginning of the of the pod, but I didn't want you to come on going right. Oh, this is uh, you know, this is Jason Boyle. He's the globally renowned architect. He's the and all these numbers about GAA and you know all the followers you've got because people can't even request you on on facebook we can't connect with you on, on sorry on linkedin anymore can they because you've hit that limit because you are yeah so on linkedin i i, I think it's about it's about a year ago i hit thirty thousand connections but the really really funny thing is i'm 49 and every year i keep getting asked by manchester university school of architecture to talk to these 21 year olds about um social media and how to use social media and how to connect and you know just you know all i talk about instagram i talk about linkedin tiktok a four a 49 <laughs> yeah so it's like an old guy in his mid to late 40s telling 21 year olds you know how best to leverage social media to um make money or build your personal brand i i find that quite funny it is uh, grown-ups shouldn't talk to kids about social media in my, <laughs> in my book but you obviously can teach them a trick or two without doubt there's some social medias i'm not allowed to go on because my kids said you're not allowed to go on because we're on them we don't want to know what you we don't want you to know what we're up to 18 <laughs> and 21 year olds so like um i'm not allowed to go on snapchat they were devastated when i was on instagram don't follow me on Instagram, Dad. Don't be following me. You're not allowed on there. What are you doing on Instagram? Like, you know what I mean? I, I know social media. But it's, it, I think it's, it's a really good point. And I, I like what, what I like about GAA is, as I said, the conversations really do flow. But there, is, there are some almost like unexpected kind of conversations. What for you, as the host of that, for that podcast, if you like, what do you get out of it? I think what I get out of it is it's um, it's that spontaneity 
you know, that you start a room, you know, and, you, you know, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into this, you know, picking the right people, picking the subject. And I've got to research, like, what questions, um, because, you know, you can imagine you start a room, which is going to go on for an hour to, to potentially two hours. You don't want that dead air. So I've got to make sure that, you know, if someone doesn't want to come to the stage or, or, or doesn't want to speak for too long, I've got to fill, you know, fill, fill, fill that sort of uh, content. So I love the, um, I love it's, it's a scary thing, I guess, for some people. And it's sometimes quite nerve wracking for me because I just don't know what's going to happen. So I think it's, I think it's the buzz of, um, doing something where you have no idea how it's going to work out. And we've had people come into the room and jump onto the stage virtually and um, be complete, you know, morons and started swearing and things. You know, in the early days of Clubhouse, it was uh, it was like the rough back streets of Manchester. Um, but it's, it's got a little bit more, it's got a little bit more civil now. And so I think that's, that, that for me is it. The sort of, I just get a buzz out of the, the live aspect of recording something. Dave, do you reckon we go on Clubhouse? Well, we did. This is the thing, isn't it? Well, I didn't think we'd ever do a pod, you know, when, you know, thinking about change True. and introducing things in your life at an age that puts you out of your comfort zone. I never thought we'd be doing this, and we are. Now, I like the idea of Clubhouse, which basically opens it up and creates a forum or a room or an area that you can get other people into it. You can have a bigger conversation. The idea about pod uh, talking cod was guys in a pub, you know, sat around a table. Maybe the actual uh, the equivalent of clubhouse is we've got the full pub and we invite a load more people in. So I think it's a great idea and embracing the ongoing change and out of comfort zone and the full mix. Then yeah, I'm 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 up for that. I mean. I'm up for a lot, of, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm probably like you, Jason. I'm probably like you, Andy. You know, you ran a bloody, you did a bloody Ironman for Christ's sake. And you know, when we're starting to think about doing different things, I'm up. I'm up for a lot of things, mate. I will never, ever, ever discount anything. If someone's got an idea, talk to me about it. Let, let me listen, you know. And if I can do it, I, then I'll then I'll have a go. I'll have a go, unless it's it involves extreme heights and small edges then i might struggle you know but even then <laughs> but even then in a lot of cases the fact that i don't want to do it i go well i've got to do it because i've got to do it because i don't want to do it because it's i, I sort of think it might be a bit of a, a missed opportunity i'll, and, I'll and, give you one of the best i'll give you one of the best benefits of why you should do it like why you should do it i'll tell you why because you get to meet people you would never ever meet in real Love life, it. the chances of meeting some of these people. I've met some of the best architects across the world and I've got their number now. I've got their, um, you know, I can tag them in social media. They'll message me back. See, it's, it's a, it's a great way to sort of expand your connections. And, you know, some of them now are, are really, really good friends. I mean, one, one guy this yeah, week, nice. I was in, I, I think I just said just before we started the show, I was in London. I nominated this guy for fellowship of the RIBA. He's a school teacher and he teaches architecture to school children. And I thought he was worthy of it. And um, I'd never met him in real life, never until um, Tuesday night, you know. And 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 for him, 
it's been a huge benefit because he's got, you know, he's got these accolades speaking, um, accolades and, and these letters after his name that give him credibility. And he said to me, I would never have done that if I hadn't have done Clubhouse and met you. So in theory, the answer to your question then, Andy, is, is obviously we need to have a chat with Mr. Pip, make sure, and I can't imagine him not being up for it, but looks like it might be happening then, mate. Let's, what, what, what's the saying? What could possibly go wrong? Is that what, what was the last episode? <laughs> what's the last episode called? Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. And here I am now. Indeed. Unemployed. Oh, sorry, self-employed. <laughs> self-employed, mate. Self-employed. I know. Quick reflection on, on what, what I've just heard there. This is a part of the show that our listeners probably used to now. Dave's summary, Dave's quick reflection, but Dave's been almost like the interviewer today, and I've been like listening quite carefully here. A few things that I'd, I'd want to summarise here is that despite the fact that we bemoan technology and how it just takes over our lives completely, you've given us some really good food for thought there, not only clubhouse and a global architects alliance and you know you're looking at all these connections around the world you know you've just told us about meeting somebody you would never would have met and creating opportunities for them to, to change their lives you met zelly on a uh, on an app you know and you, you'd pretty much given up on that and that's completely transformed your world we've now got people listening to us literally around the world just you know some guys from northern england who just talk cod and people listening to that but we often bemoan about, you know, the, the system that we've created and technologies like, you know, minimizing our attention span and artificial intelligence is making some stupid decisions. You know, it's taking over the world. But actually, as a, as a previous COD guest, Bo Sledgehammer, Steinheimer, um, said that, you know, we've created this system. We should really use it, to, you know, to its capabilities. Don't moan about it. Just, you know, work it to its, so it's you know, to its potentially if you like so for me what you know what i'm hearing is that you know despite the fact that we're let's say middle-aged blokes you know some are slightly older than others you know i'm the oldest one in the room think i'm the youngest um, here today boys i'll take that one as a win yeah you younguns be respectful of uh, myself <laughs> and jason there don't talk unless you're spoken to david um <laughs> You mentioned something before, Dave, about energy and getting more energy. And I'm certainly at the part of life where I'm really picking up on other people's energy. I'm feeling more energetic than ever before. I mean, I'm talking for at least 10 years now. I've got more mental cognition, more mental energy, more physical energy. feels to me like, you know, once I got to a certain point, the clock started going backwards. And I think it's fear of missing out is one of those things people talk about. And there's just so much of life to experience. And, and I'm not ready yet to to get old you know and some people have picked up in the past on this on this on this podcast it's it's about growing old disgracefully and i, I really still love that i love the fact that we just we're just not asked about age and time we just we just get on with it don't we we just you know it's life's too short to be pissed off about things what do you think jason absolutely agree 100 percent. you know for me i'm sort of thinking about my next 10 years and i think my next 10 years are just gonna be huge you know, I'm with the right, the right person in my life. We're, we're each other's biggest supporter. You know, we're completely egging her on. So I'm like her publicist and then she's my publicist. So we both, we both kind of help each other. And, you know, despite the age difference, I think, you know, I'm definitely going to propel my career forward as much as I possibly can and do much more. Many more different things, you know, just being an architect, you know, just being, just being an architect is not enough for me. You know, I love to 
create podcasts, create content, connect with people and travel, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I feel, I feel completely alive and I hope you two guys do as well. Cause you, you seem to me to be very, very similar to how I am. Definitely. No, cheers for that, Jason. And every time I meet you, I'm inspired and you've just, you've just done it again. You've just raised the bar again. And hopefully people are listening to this episode will get that level of inspiration. And, and despite the fact that we never say that this is a show about mental health, it, and it isn't, everything we talk about relates to our own mental health and having this energy and positivity. You know, we, we, everybody who listens to this and gives me feedback feel uplifted by listening to some of these. I'm definitely uplifted by you know, not just having a breakfast in coffee pot with you and going to, going to, um, going to hotels and just listening to you, you know, your, 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 your many achievements, even now. You know, doing this part, I'm, I'm, I'm still inspired. Dave, how, how did we do? What's this guest like? What's your summary of this? Yeah, I love it, boys. I love it. I mean, I'm in agreement with everything that you're, that you guys are saying. You know, the one thing I would possibly add to it as well is, is we always talk about it as the individual. You know, about getting off your ass and making things happen. But for me, it's also about the people that are around you as well. You know, the, like we talked about the vibe, you know, before and those people around you, your troop, you know, and that we spoke about it in the past saying that might not be, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, but those people around you are the guys that, you know, you can, you can riff off each other. If you're having a bit of a low day, they'll bring you up or they'll inspire you to do other things. I think, yeah, it's you as an individual, but it's your crew, it's your troop. They're so important that. And we're at an age, and again, it's an age thing. It's an age thing that you're in life. You've distilled it down and you've got your crew and you're adding more people into it, but you know, you know the right type, the, the people that fit with, with, with you and what, 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 you're all, what you're all about. You go into things with an open mind, but then you don't necessarily carry people anymore, do you? There are not people there for the sake of it. If someone's there and they're painful, you're like, that's fine. You are who you are. Go, you'll find your own truth. Well, this is this is our truth. This and this is what works. So, for me, it's dead important. Yeah, and I'm dead thankful. So, and and I really am to have a great set of people around me, family, friends. I'm 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 lucky. For, well, I'm lucky, but that's part of me doing what I do and moving the way I move. That you know that have, and them doing their bit. That's brought everything together, isn't it? Love that. Brilliant. Uh, final words for you, Jason, before we, we wrap the show up. No, just thank you. It's been wonderful. I just, you know, and I agree, agree what you what you said there um, about surrounding yourself with, um, I, I guess, like-minded people or maybe people that are more successful than you. Definitely. I've definitely done that with my wife. You know, that can inspire you as well. So that is, that is on the money, that. That is on the money. Yes. Lovely. So, are we allowed to go on to your clubhouse again as as guests? Of course, you are. You're welcome anytime. In fact, this this Sunday, I'm doing a special. So, I'm doing a special with a guy who's who I don't even know his name. He keeps himself very anonymous, um, and he, he surfs the streets at um, Skid Row um, and downtown LA um, at sort of three or four in the morning. He's called Deron Burgundy. It's a, it's a pseudonym name. So he, he, he saved a British couple who were wandering into Skid Row. And it, I think the, the video went viral, like 6,000, 6 million 
views and it was picked up by a lot of news uh, news stories in America and in the UK. Um, they were literally walking and they were about to get mugged. And he, so he's massive on TikTok. And so I'm, I'm interviewing him, um, nine o'clock at night. So it's 1 p.m. when he, he kind of finally wakes up, you know, from being out all night. So, you know, I, so, so I mean, and the reason why he's on, wow. you're probably saying, well, what's that got to do with architecture, Jason? Is because he films it all through his, his, this great phone and you can see the streets and the architecture at night and the graffiti and oh. it's like urban design you just see urban design um a pace so it's not boring if he was like walking it's too slow and he, the conversations he has he talks to people he talks to he talks to the homeless he talks to drunk people who are coming out of nightclubs and yeah he, he needs his own tv show and um, I think one day it might get picked up. I need me own, I need me own pseudonym, the wrong bit. I'm going to be getting myself one of them. <laughs> You've got King Cards. I've got King Cards, but the wrong burgundy is it's incredible. I think it's time we wrap up. Um, from me, Jason, thank you for taking the time to inspire us again. Would you come back on again if, um, if Phil allows you on? True, definitely. If it only if Phil allows me on. Brilliant. And we'll, we'll have a word with him, see what he says. I'm sure he'll be listening <laughs> to this later. Um, so thanks again from me. Really, really appreciate it. Something just to summarise what's just what's just been said. And I'm probably going to get this wrong and I'm really going to embarrass myself with this one. But apparently there's an African proverb which says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think what you've just spoke about says an awful lot to me about being with other people to go further in life. So thank you for that. I'm going to uh, hand back over to uh, King Card, who's going to talk us out of the show and tell us what, what we should be doing next. Well, what you should be doing next is basically liking, subscribing and sharing the actual pod itself and tuning in for the next episode because we do it for ourselves, but we also do it for our listener or growing listener numbers. So it's been awesome, guys. It's been, it's, it's been awesome. Also, 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 which I always forget, if you want to get involved or you've got any questions, drop us uh, an email. Uh, I always forget it. Hello at talkingcard.com. Is it? Or dot com? It's that. It's that. If it's not, if it's not, then just listen to a previous episode and the, and the email address is on the end of it. Again, even though I set it up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Great nice to one, see you again, Jason. My love to Zilli. Dave. See you later, guys. Cheers, Andy. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking COD, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app, and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Code.